Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is our preview of week 12 of college football. As always, I'm Jordan. I am the, the vice president of single dadding tonight. My wife's out of town, so my door is slightly ajar. And I'm talking with maybe a little less energy than usual, just so uh, no one hears me. With me, as always, is the commissioner and our special guest, Katie. Katie, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, guys. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Kamish? Doing pretty good. It's it's been a it's been a rough couple of days personally, and definitely know that in the college football world, it's been it's been rough also for the folks out in Virginia and Charlottesville. We want to just send all our, our love to them, and we definitely uh, you know heartbreaking news that that came out of there late late Sunday night, early Monday morning. Just want to send all our condolences and everything. As as a committee, we we really really try to focus on the fun and, and good stuff. And with Virginia, I, I just don't think we're gonna be able to I guess rank them. On our list anymore this year, we we don't want to just bring them any sort of, I guess, negative attention at this point. We just wish them all the best and we wish everybody some peace and in this rough and trying time. Again, just sending all the love from the committee. We we love you out there in Charlottesville and and the Virginia uh, University community. Absolutely. All the good vibes to y'all. It's it's been a rough week and I can't imagine the tragedy and loss you guys feel from us to you. You're in our thoughts. So on my side, I, we almost didn't have this podcast tonight because I had a gas leak at my house today. <laughs> That's wild. My wife sent me a text being like, hey, is the thing out in the is the thing out in the, the driveway a gas meter? I think so. Is it supposed to be hissing? Probably not. It's like, what, what do you smell when you get near it? Do you smell gas? She goes, I smelled a little bit. Well, you should probably call 911 then. Turns out it was like a very small gas leak and they like they passed. It's fine now. But not the kind of you know text I wanted to get today. I'm glad that my house probably will not be blowing up tonight. So Lahayam, things are going well in that regard, at least. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm glad that your house did not explode or blow up or anything like that, especially with your night of uh, single dadding, so to speak. So that would have made that a lot more difficult. Yeah, I won't lie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's already I'm, it's not to say that I can't do this. It's not to say that this is a difficult task. You know, it's whatever it's expected. Also dealing with an exploded home might that might have pushed you over to the difficult, the hard difficulty level. We'll say that way. Yeah, for sure. So the other thing is our friends at the Duke's Mayo Bowl need a new mayo pour. And we have seen lots of great things already from <laughs> folks around the internet and our followers too. I just have a question. Can we resurface the GIF, please? Just like oh. can we an annual tradition. I just oh, think it needs I want to be to. one. I know. I'm on board, I want Jordan. to. I'm on I board. I want to put that jit back up. Let me do it, Kamish. Just do it while the Kamish is sleeping. That's, well, yeah. I mean, you normally get me at like it's like six in the morning, and all of a sudden he's he's starting a fire on Twitter, saying that, yep. saying saying that hey, booing is awful. We need to stop booing. We need to whistle. Uh, that, wasn't a fire. that was a tiny fire okay okay oh, that, just that take was a tiny fire by the by the way jordan i do agree with you on the fall weddings are fine it doesn't make me angry because i'll just watch it on my phone i didn't actually went to an entire wedding the one i went to in dc i went to the entire wedding most of the reception and then left to watch the florida state clemson game in a bar nearby it was great it was a great experience so yeah i'm i'm fine with it as well uh, by the way i think the the take that i put out tonight was that texas shaped waffles taste better that was the hot Wait. take I threw out tonight. Where was this? What I mean, what what's going on? Texas. Uh, you missed it. Waffles t- <laughs> it was it I, was I, Oh my god. What? Yeah, it was about it was a thread uh, our good friends at Texas Football Life who I love who have a very similar sense of humor. They're the ones that put out the like 
school distances to Whataburgers. There, there are kind of people. And they put out a list of high school football logos that are just the shape, the shape of the state of Texas with like letters on it and how many there are in the state. Okay. <laughs> and so they put that and I said, that's great. Also, Texas shaped waffles taste better. Something we just covered on this podcast. I didn't even. <laughs> Gotta move this fast with so me. Again, I'm like, I mean, I, I, I run the CVS to get stuff for the family and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I come back and you're, you're starting fires with Texas shaped waffles taste better, which I mean, really that whatever. I, it's a waffle. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's fine. The fall wedding's fine. We're fine. The Duke's Mail Bowl, the the gift of the it's a Philadelphia ice cream company. Is it Philadelphia? I thought it was Dutch, but it you might be. It I don't Dutch. know. No, I think it's Dutch. No, no, I thought it was it's Dutch. Okay. It's Phil- yeah, it's a Philadelphia-based ice cream company. And I mean, if you want to bring that back, I mean, we're we're approaching sixty-nine thousand followers. If we need they to drop get... some. We're getting too many. That's why I'm getting to here. We're getting too many. We gotta we gotta cut it down. And that we gotta weed that, out the week. That one will absolutely do it. I mean, we had somebody in our mentions today when uh, I think Ducky tweeted something about the Michigan Dreadnoughts. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the Drake the Drake Dreadnoughts. The Drake Dreadnoughts. I I believe is that his high school. I I don't I don't know. But oh, no. I mean, that, I he just likes it. Whatever. Uh, and then somebody's like, you, you guys are getting a, a bigger platform and you need to be responsible with it. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't yeah. know if it was a threat. We're going to be totally responsible with this. That's what, what we do. responsible about talking about a high school football team? I have so many questions. It's okay. Someone also threatened to follow us because I said that Bowling Green was the best, uh, best football team in brown and orange in the country right now. <laughs> is, is there another team in brown and orange? The Browns. Bowling Green has a better record. That's an angry Browns fans of my mentions. God. Well, I mean, you're tweeting about Maction in the middle of Ohio. So uh, you probably got them all stirred up already. So the mail bowl has, but we've talked to the mail bowl folks. Yes, we We have. We're going to be, we're going to be amplifying some of our followers that are going out for this job. Anyways, I've thought about, I might submit something at some point, but it did remind me of the GIF last year. And I just think it should be an annual tradition until the commissioner sees it and then pulls it down. You can sneak it on me. The it, Whenever you see like somebody uh, appearing to eat their head, um, and it looks like they're <laughs> appearing to be covered in mayo, but it's actually supposed to be an ice cream commercial. Yeah. Uh, enjoy that and that that was the one of the things that 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 katie has never forgotten from the sickos account and that was probably when we were whew, maybe like four thousand followers it was like yeah it was small yeah, it was, that was yeah it was, meaningful. we were we were real small <laughs> that was we my very first small. meaningful interaction because i i don't know what i said but then i was like oh there's a shadow government and that's when i realized there are multiple people running this account <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just one person no yeah, so I was the one that, friends, guys all right if you if you want to i mean you could is there a way to put like a, a a gift that's a content warning i wonder yeah i bet you i can i'll do that i'll do that i'll do that okay the content warning warning we've ever done i'm sorry the the person the person that had the great video is at deval kk d-e-v-a-l-k-k uh he's a clerk mayo dumper extraordinaire he also made the chocolate mayo cake yes he did i love the one where he's like He's like boxing. I think he's got his kid like working out with him yep. mm-hmm. with the mayo jars and everything. So it's like dodging the mayo jars. No, he did a great yes. job. So his chocolate mayo-, mayo cake is actually really good. Katie, what celeb photos do you have going around college football? <laughs> what is this? Oh, I've, I follow I follow Katie on Instagram. So okay, I, I got Katie on Instagram, and um, 
I, I've been noticing that she's been, you know, gallivanting around the United States to, <laughs> yeah. to different college football games. She's got a, a few celebrity photos lately. And I'm like, what is, how are you, how are you meeting these people? So, I mean, they're like, they're college football celebrity photos. Um, so I'll let you, I'll let her talk about it though. I've tweeted them too, but like, you know, it's on Saturdays when everyone's tweeting everything. Um, okay. So a few things. One last year I went to four college football games Mm -hmm. um the two like travel travel ones i did were florida at missouri which was so fun because florida lost (laughs) was when dan mullen got fired um and then auburn at a&m which was fun because i just never been to a&m before this year i i think it's like people just know if you invite me i will go if i if i can figure it out i'll go and this year i also turned 40 and decided i was doing the things that i love this year (laughs) And college football is in, is one of my life's greatest passions. My big travel game this year was, well, Florida State at LSU, which was my birthday weekend, which was so fun. But the Clemson at Notre Dame game, which was incredible. Got to storm the field. Y'all, that, that game was so fun. I We went to the linebacker inn, which is the fame, famous bar right across, well, near Notre Dame Stadium. And we went at like noon and the game was at like 730. We were like, we'll get a bite to eat, drink, whatever. I found Iowa fans, a number of them. <laughs> Just they had bought tickets to the Iowa Purdue game and then got nervous they were gonna lose and we're like, we're not doing that. We're gonna sell our tickets and we're gonna go to Clemson at Notre Dame. So they drove, they sold their tickets and drove to Clemson at Notre Dame. I was chatting with them at the bar and I mentioned something about the Sickos because they were talking about like, you know, college football in general. And I said, Are you familiar yeah. with the Sickos committee? And they're like, Yeah, they love us. And I was like, I know them really well. <laughs> and so, anyways, it was a really fun experience. Iowa fans awesome. are the best. I love all of you. Uh, but the actual celebrities I saw that weekend, um, Mike Golick Sr. and Mike Golick Jr., one, we parked at, like a student's house and they, yeah. these guys manning the parking lot said, Mike Golick Sr. just drove by on his golf cart. And I was like, which way did he go? We're going to go find him. So <laughs> we got to wave to him in his um, townhome. And then he and Golick Jr. tweeted that they were going to be at a Chili's in South Bend on Sunday. Like you do. And so I was like, oh, we're definitely going to Chili's. Number one, I want a Presidente Margarita. Haven't had one in years. Still mm-hmm. delicious. So thank you, Chili's. And number two, I was just like, I want to meet them. I love both of them. Uh, so we went. I expected there to be a decent number of fans. And I was like, if this is like a book signing or there's too many people, we'll just leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was, we were like one of the only people there that were fans. There was like three or four, maybe other people. And my friend Melanie and I are both like number one, huge college football fans. Number two, we'll talk to anyone. Like we're both in sales jobs, like just, gotcha. you know, super yeah. outgoing. So we were chatting with them for a super long time. Um, they are both as ever been as wonderful as you'd hope in person, like just the kindest, the nicest. I do regret not telling Golick Jr. that I'm in the Sickos Committee because I know that he loves you guys. And you Chicken know, yeah. actually is the one who tweeted to me and said, you should have told him. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I should have. But they were so nice. They gave us their tickets for the Boston College at Notre Dame game next week which, or this weekend, which I'm so, so sad that I cannot go. Um, I'm actually going to be in New Orleans again. um, I'm going to a concert with my mom, an Eagles concert with my mom. So yeah, that was the first one. Again, I cannot say like overstate how kind they were. They talked to us for such a long time. And then this past weekend I went to, this one was an easy one because I got super cheap tickets and uh, it's close by. I went to the Florida, the South Carolina, Florida game. And my friend Melanie was with me at this one as well. She legitimately loves college football every bit as much as I do and had a coworker that had a box. And so we got passes to that box. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We got passes during the fourth quarter and we were having a hard time finding like how you get up to them, which was fortuitous (laughs) because 
we were a little bit like trying to figure out how we'd get around the how to get up there. Anyways, coming out of the security for the boxes as we were going in was Steve Spurrier, which I like I was starstruck. I kind of couldn't talk for a minute because I love him, even though I'm a Florida State fan. Like he's just a legend. Like he's wonderful. Of course, yeah. No. So we ask for a picture. He's very annoyed. But he's like, yeah, yeah, make it quick, make it quick. So my pictures are very blurry, which is great. It's very on brand. Yeah. Um, and then behind him was Bob Stoops. And so asked Bob Stoops for a photo as well. Also very salty, like in a hurry, which kind of surprised me about Bob. Not Steve at all. Like Steve, I expected that. It was yeah, what I wanted that, out of him. You don't want, you don't want like nice grandfatherly Steve. You want, you know. I'm like, Steve, Steve, tell me how much of an asshole I am. Yeah. Tell me, yeah. tell me what I look like, Steve. Come on. Tell me how much I've disappointed you just by like being right here. Right. <laughs> Anyways, and Bob Stoops was a little, was a little like they were in a very big hurry. Um, uh, In my mind, they're going. So Steve Spurrier has a restaurant in Gainesville, which I, we actually went to for brunch on Saturday. It's really good. So the wings I've had were probably in the top 10 wings I've ever had. They were amazing. Anyways, in my mind, Steve has a private room there and they were going to, you know, watch the rest of the games and enjoy time in that room. So fortuitously, like both of these trips, like just, yeah, met people that I love and adore. And it was a great experience. I'm very glad that I went. I assume that that Bob was off to talk with Steve about his new coaching job. That's right. He had the XFL draft. He had the uh-huh. XFL draft. Yeah, Bob Stoops mm-hmm. had the XFL draft. He had to draft his quarterbacks. I don't. I. I don't it, it's very got. serious. Bob Stoops has got to go. You know. I think he's like the Dallas. Is it the Dallas Renegades? Or are they calling oh, it something different sh- now? Shut, shut the fuck up. They are not the Dallas Renegades. They are the Arlington Renegades, sir. Okay. Oh my God. I have I have offended the Dallas Fort Worth area by by mentioning Dallas and Fort Worth and not mentioning what they're <laughs> called Arlington. Arlington, Arlington. Renegades, sir. Wait, so is he involved in a... He's the head coach. He's the head coach of the, X- the XFL Stoops team. Is? Yes. yes. This is... Okay, that's incredible. Because didn't Steve Spurrier used to be, or was it CFL? He was one of the two, right? For like a year? Uh, uh, Steve he Spurrier was, was part of the... What was the, what the Apollos? Was that the, the AF? A- yeah. The one that lasted right. six games, five games? It was the oh, one that was in like Orlando. They, they were, he was the Orlando... I think it was... Yeah, the he was the, Apollo, the Apollos coach. coach. Yeah. Yes, that's yes. Right. That's what it was, yeah. So this week, we're going to call this Redistributed Rivalry Week. Because... A lot of our traditional rivalry games are this week and not week 13 for whatever reason. I'm very upset about this. I'd like to speak to a manager, but if that means conference <laughs> commissioners, I don't think I want to talk to them. Yeah, I don't That's know if you want to talk to them. <laughs> I'm going to find someone else to talk to. Katie wants to speak to the manager. I love it. <laughs> I'm being a Karen about this and I'm fine with it. <laughs> so Karen. let's talk about 6.30 on ABC. We've got Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. This is in Norman. This is the 117th meeting. This is the the record is 90, 19, and 7. The most one-sided rivalry, I think, that's been played this long. Maybe uh, Navy, Notre Dame might be one more more one-sided. Is it's Georgia close. Tech, Georgia pretty no. one-sided too, though? No, that's, that's pretty one-sided. even. That's okay. pretty even. Because okay, that one okay. that one's been that one's been really swingy. Oklahoma State has never been good. Well, Until the game. last, like, yeah, in this game yeah. specifically, yeah. Yes. I mean, traditionally, they'd never been good also. They had Kansas State levels of garbage for a long time. But in this game especially, this looks like Oklahoma State should win this, which means that something heartbreaking is going to happen, and they're going to lose it because that's how this game works. I mean, this one, Oklahoma needs this. They're 5-5. Five and five. Yeah, I know. They needed to get bowl eligible. Uh, and to, I mean, that's, I mean, can you imagine at the beginning of the year, like, just saying... Oklahoma's five and five going into Bedlam. That's that's insane. 
Yeah. It's just a weird, weird sentence. Uh, there is a lot of folks in the committee that want this one to be the game of the week. I'm just going to say that there, there is a bunch in our chat that are really talking this one through and they, they're, they're pushing this one to be the game of the week. I, I'm not sure if we're going to have a consensus this week. So maybe, maybe we'll this have a poll. This week's going to be hard to have consensus. I think. I yeah. think so, too. so this game might be the one I'm most upset about being moved because this, this game to me is always Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm, I'm like, I feel personally attacked a little bit. I'm very upset about this. So continuing on in our redistributed rivalry, rivalry week. God, I can never say that. Yeah. Rivalry week. Let's go out to the Pac-12. 4.30 on the Pac-12 network. Fire up your VPNs. Stanford at Cal, the big game. This is the, <laughs> the 125th meeting yeah. of the two teams. Stanford leads the series 65, 48, and 11. I will say I found out a couple of things about this. One, there was a pause in this series from 1915 to 1917 because Stanford decided to play rugby instead. Hmm. That feels interesting. That feels <laughs> that feels right. It feels, feels right. on brand. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So I both agree. teams are three and seven this year. This is probably the worst matchup in terms of these teams both being of really bad quality in a long time, probably since the 60s. So this, I tried to do some quick research here. So I, if I'm incorrect, you can yell at me. It's fine. Uh, I tried to, to figure this one out because a lot of people in the committee want this one to be Sicko's Game of the Week. So they have some opinions on this one. So they're both three and seven. The worst ever record matchup I've seen, uh, really, I didn't go past 1960, but Stanford was 0-9 coming into this, and Cal was 1-7-1. Uh, this, is like a crapple, this is real crapple cup feel. Yeah. Yeah. So that was in 1960. <laughs> so they're both three and seven. I looking at it quickly. I, d I haven't seen a game where both teams were awful. There's mm -hmm. been some years where like Stanford was like, Oh, and nine and, and yep. Cal was like five and five or the other way around where like Stanford was like eight and two or something like that. And, and Cal was down in this one. I, I think this is probably the worst record matchup since 1960. And I'm going to go with that uh, Sicko's committee fact that of course, please do not check. I, I think somebody wants to tell a story about something here. Let's talk about the Phoenix five in Oct on October 17th, 1998 five member of Cal's Theta Chi fraternity stole the Stanford tree from the Stanford band shack. They had no ill intent. Did it as a joke. They released letters to Cal student newspaper written by the tree saying it didn't like Stanford anymore and preferred Berkeley, but would return to Palo Alto before the big game. They sent pictures of the tree bound and gagged, like blindfolded <laughs> and like, like ransom notes. Cal's administrators threatened to stop Oski from coming to the games and a $5,000 reward was offered, but the Phoenix Five refused to give it up on any terms but their own. They returned it to the chancellor's office, but not before they paraded around on a local TV station in the parking lot of an empty school in Oakland. <laughs> and then the and one on this, the tree was shredded in a tree shredder by the Stanford band at halftime of their game versus USC because it was, quote, contaminated. Stanford is fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is one of the most successful mascot thefts ever. That's great. And, and the Phoenix Five, some of them have come out and admitted to who they were. Some are still anonymous. Oh, yeah. I'd be keeping that anonymous forever. This is a big deal. The, the big game is a lot of bad blood in the Bay Area. There are lots of pranks. This is a very classic rivalry. Then we have 7 p.m. on Fox, not game day. USC goes to UCLA. UCLA, you had one fucking job. And it was not <laughs> to lose to Arizona. 
man, you're really upset about this. Like, I, I mean, God, I'm so angry. Really? I heard myself talk about it last. I am. I really am. It's it's my wife's family's school. Okay. Like, I was gonna say, I, I need I, reasons why. I have, I have an actual that, that connection. I have an actual connection to it. Okay. 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 My 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 father-in-law had Rose Bowl tickets for the longest time. Sorry, uh, uh, UCLA season tickets to the Rose Bowl at the Rose Bowl for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Clearly not Rose Bowl tickets if UCLA was playing. Seeing them be on a hot streak felt so good. And to see them just absolutely get eaten up by a quarterback who I love, but who has happy feet, just killed me. So I went back and rewatched some of those Jane Delora highlights. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. He just runs everywhere. I'm, I'm glad they're going to the Brawl of the Wild. I, you know, I oh, understand I being, Yeah, I mean, I understand that you're upset that UCLA lost. I mean, the uniform matchup here is always great. When they do the, the let's see, the garnet and gold, as Katie likes to say. For, mm-hmm. she, she really it's all garnet and gold. Excuse me, I did not yeah. say that. I no, love no, that no, you said that. No, no, that's, it's the Stanford and gold. It's the Stanford and, and gold for, for USC, yeah. which, you know, me messing that up. And then immediately, uh, a few minutes later, like, oh, I'm an idiot. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely an idiot. But, no, I love the uniform matchup. Like both of them wearing the home colors. I mean, I remember the year where they both were like, "Whatever, we'll we'll get a penalty." Or, or I think one of them like lost a timeout. Yeah, yeah. What kind of crazy rule that is? But you know, again, this it, it feels too early for this game. It doesn't right. make any sense uh, that it's playing this weekend. I mean, it it should be after Thanksgiving, and so again, this is that weird redistribution of the rivalries which is is never fun i think this game though is always played this weekend or earlier in the season because i think usc notre dame is always rivalry weekend right or am i misremembering that it depends sometimes the the, sometimes the sc notre dame game is the last game of the season sometimes it's the second to last game it they they have flip-flopped a little bit yeah so this this year uh usc notre dame is the last game of the year so maybe it's just something that they had to work out with Mm -hmm. notre dame so, I mean, that, that could be something like that. but Can't move the Boston College game, baby. That's a big one. <laughs> well, I mean, that is that is the, the Catholics versus Catholics rivalry. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, I think I, I think I can't remember what what version of Catholic uh, Boston College is, but I think they're the Jesuits. And Notre Dame is yeah. the Notre Dame seminary action there. So yeah, it's Catholics versus Catholics. That, that, that shirt probably wouldn't sell as well as the other one. Another rivalry game that's out of place. TCU at Baylor, 11 a.m. on Fox. I have my TCU shirt on. Rah, 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 TCU. Mm -hmm. Mostly because it has a frog and a fur. Like, who doesn't want a shirt? Oh, it's it's great. I mean, any of those old mascots that are wearing fur coats, the Slippery Rock especially, like that's... I have that one too. Shout out to Homefield. We love some Homefield action. TCU leads this series 57-53 to 10. I want to tell you guys a story about the game in 71. TCU's coach died on the sideline. Oh, mercy. He had a heart attack five minutes into the game. Did they stop they, the game? Okay, so funny story. Let's continue the story. Okay. He's credited with the win, which implies what? That they played. <laughs> so here's what happened. This is from the New York Times. Steve Judy scored twice and passed for two other touchdowns tonight to lead TCU to a 34-27 victory over Baylor. The game was less than five minutes old and scoreless when Jim Pittman, in his first full season as TCU head coach after four years at Tulane, fell to the ground while pacing the sideline in front of the TCU bench. He suffered a apparent heart attack and died in the hospital later. The quarterback and his teammates were told the coach's death at halftime when the score was tied 20-20, to but the 30,000 fans in the stands were not informed. The death was announced at the end of the game. Oh my god. 
who who won? Oh, TCU wow. won. TCU, okay. yeah. Okay. And the coach, is, the coach is credited with the win. They did give him the credit. I, I would I think so. He kept playing the game. That's I can't. Wild. That is so mind-blowing to me. We do emergency landings on planes for people that have, like, heart attacks. But if it's a football game, the state of Texas, no, absolutely I can't, not. I can't, seem to, I can't seem to find a story about how long the game was even paused. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, well, if he if he went to the hospital, I wonder if like uh, who knows who knows who knows. So yeah, this game has had a TCU coach die at it. That's incredible. So this wow. game, the rivalry, the holy war, whatever you want to call it, there's a lot of like weird old bad blood in this rivalry. Yeah, so when these, this came back again, it was huge. The the these two schools don't don't like each other at all. It, it is really really uh, relatively close to each other. Uh, I mean, really, like what I thirty five, Baylor and and two hours, three hours, three three hours, yeah, really not that far away from each other at all. Like probably like three hours with traffic, even though like without traffic, it's like it's like an hour and a half. But you know, it's I thirty five, so of course there's there's tons of traffic. So yeah, this these two schools they play nuts. I know it's like you know TCU is ranked high, and we're like, why are we talking about this one? But again, it's it's part of the redistribution of the rivalries, which they typically finish the year playing each other and so it's a little bit a little bit uh higher than normal uh i guess week wise in, in week 12 it also makes me think of the 2014 game that knocked tcu out of the playoffs that time i think it was 2014 because baylor won 69 61 58 it was a super high scoring game and it was a game where the way this the season ended up basically that one of the teams, like they, they sort of knocked each other out of the playoffs together at that point. And that just reinvigorated the bad blood. This is actually a really balanced rivalry. TCU leads the series 57, 53, seven. This has been played 117 times and that still counts. Like, like think about how long TCU wasn't in the Southwest conference with Baylor. Once the Southwest conference dissolved, TCU got ejected and Baylor got in. That's the other thing. Mm. You have to remember that that history is there too. There were a lot of people that believed that the governor of Texas and Richards lobbied to get Baylor into the Big 12 and TCU got cast off into at that point. I think first it was the WAC, then the Mountain West, and they did their, you know, tour of duty and all the other conferences. So lots of bad blood, lots of fun. Baylor would love to ruin TCU's perfect season. All right, let's do the matching update. That, that'll that be two two days old. Days by the old, time yeah, we go for it. Up. All right, fourth and seven. Toledo has the ball down six on Bowling Green's. 30-yard line, a minute left in the game. Toledo needs a touchdown and needs to convert here down six. Ohio is, is pretty much put ball state away. Oh, it is now final. Uh, the Bobcats, 32, ball state 18. Okay. In the Big 12, this isn't really a rivalry, but it feels like one. Texas goes to Lawrence. Touchdown, Toledo! At this one, 2.30 p.m. <laughs> is Toledo ahead now? Toledo, touchdown! They need the extra point. <laughs> I don't want to say a single word about Texas at Kansas. Fuck everything about this game. I think Kansas wins because this Texas team, if they look like they looked like last week, they are totally screwed. So let's go to, well, so the, we'll talk about them later, but this is also, this is FCS rivalry week really as well. Cause this is their last regular season game for FCS. We'll talk about some of those later on, but there's also a lot of rivalries in there as well. The Big Ten. Can I interest anyone here on in Indiana at Michigan State, 11 a.m. on the Big Ten Network? Anyone? Is this is this basketball? 
No, no, no. This is this is this is football. It's not the basketball game that interrupted the college football playoff rankings this evening. How about some Northwestern at Purdue? Well, you you said that this is the one that that Northwestern inexplicably wins. I'll double down which, on that. Okay. Even after even after what they did after after because after the Iowa game, I'm feeling this. I think this is Northwestern's inexplicable win. See, this is this is like kind of one where it, it, like Purdue's riding high after just like basically cutting Illinois at the at the knees yep. last week and, and ruining their hopes. I mean, this this feels classic Purdue trap game action here. So I could see it happening. I hope it doesn't happen because I, I want the more madness of the Big Ten West. Um, mm-hmm. But Northwestern doing something like this really throws even more chaos in the Big Ten West. Nobody controls their destiny in the Big Ten West. Iowa, Minnesota, Fox at 3 p.m. For Floyd of Rosedale, for the piggy. The high is supposed to be 16 degrees. Ooh. And one of our Ooh. followers asked what, asked us if someone, one of the teams, would actually score over that temperature. So mm. which will be which will be higher? One of the teams scores or the, t- the high temperature that day? That's a great question. That's a really good question. <laughs> the over-under on this was like 32 and a half, I think. It was very low. I think that Iowa has this one, and I don't know why. Uh, it's hard to bet against, I don't know. Yeah, I don't so, know what to pick in that one. So I think one team gets over 16. I will say that. What about both? No. Okay. 17-14. That's what we're going for. That's I can see, for, I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm seeing like 17, 13. Mm, uh, I like I, I'm too. seeing that. Um, I feel like there's going to be some field goals. Definitely really, really think this one's going to be a weird one. Uh, the Toledo mm. touchdown is under review right Uh-oh. now. Um, mm. it, it says that they he may have stepped out at the one. There is under review, 53 seconds left. Toledo has the ball on the one yard line. So, all the holy Toledo. Well, well, that was an easy touchdown for them. Never mind. Toledo got the touchdown. Okay, uh, it was probably the easiest one yard run ever. I don't know what go. happened there. So now they have the touchdown, extra point to basically take the lead with less than uh, about fifty seconds remaining. I, I love giving these live updates on the podcast because it's mm-hmm. so old. Oh yeah, by no, the time it's you listen to it, oh yeah, it's so great. It's amazing. By the time it comes out, oh yeah, it's great. Oh, great. I agree. But we're agree. we're sickos. We're sickos. So you know, this, it, it fits. I really think it fits. The Iowa Minnesota game is very important in terms of who actually ends up winning the Big Ten West. Like this is this is one of the big linchpin games. They're Which actually they're incredible. all they're all linchpins if we're being really honest. But this one especially is. It's just beautiful that it is. It's just beautiful. <laughs> Then we go on at 11 a.m. on ESPN, Wisconsin, Nebraska. This one had some of the worst uniforms I've ever seen a couple years back. The W and the N uniforms. Bring those back. No, those were those were awful. These yeah. two teams play for the Freedom Trophy, which is like an American flag and about but, the troops. But none of them have any blue in their uniforms. But I mean, no. just red and white. Yeah, let's put blue pants on everybody this year. Do it, cowards! So I mean, denim. Everybody uh, plays in denim. Yes, that is I super want. Nebraska. That is super. That's yeah. Nebraska as hell. The other Big Ten game that needs to be talked about is Penn State at Rutgers. Rutgers needs this game. They need this one, and they need Maryland to be bowl eligible. Oh, can I'm we get that? Yeah. Can we I get bowl that. eligible Rutgers? I well, that. I mean, mm-hmm. they made a bowl last year at five and seven. So, I mean, maybe they don't need it. 
Wait, but was it because someone couldn't make their bowl last year? Yes. Because of COVID? Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. They ended up playing at the Gator Bowl, was it? Yes, yes. I think it was. <laughs> against, something like that, yeah. Against they Wake Forest. They took A&M spot. Yes. On like three days notice or whatever. They got blown out by Wake. Yes. They were leading oh, God. Wake. They were leading Wake at a certain point in that game. So. so let's get out of the Big Ten because I need to feel emotionally better about myself. Kamish, tell me exactly what's going to happen at Ole Miss at Arkansas, 6.30 on the SEC Network. Completely normal game, well executed, everything boring, just just great execution, smooth game plans, no nothing wild at all. Uh, just just normal, you know, Razorback and 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 Ole Miss Rebel football. The, nothing ever ever happens in this game at all, ever. Nothing, which means that it's going to be a complete meltdown, fire, screaming. It will either be fifty six fifty four. Or six to three, and Lane Kiffin will be throwing things into the into the crowd. Lane Kiffin will be naked at the fifty yard line, I mean, just yeah. laying in the middle of the field. <laughs> wasn't the game they played last year like fifty three, fifty two, in like overtime, mm-hmm. and like a close, two point yeah. conversion? Then there was the the crazy like fourth and twenty some odd overtime conversion that basically kept Ole Miss out of the the college football playoff in the yep. SEC championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like the famous thing that Bunky always tweets about mashed potatoes was from this game. Uh, I think it was. You mean about the gentleman who's going to stick his dick in the mashed potatoes? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yes. Y'all, that video never ceases to make me laugh. Even like just the picture of the guy, I start giggling. It's so good. I, I don't care what these teams are ranked. It's yeah. going to be off the rails. There is definitely nothing normal about this game ever. And you put these two fan bases together, it, it, it's fireworks. And the teams, you put them together, it's just just absolutely insane every single time. And then next oh. week, we have the Egg Bowl. God bless us, each and every one. It's going to be out of control this year for so many reasons. Oh, I'm the, I'm already starting to have a schedule ahead because next Sunday, the World Cup starts. Uh, oh yeah and we're gonna be like quadruple booked for games for a while you know how you're supposed to pick an easy team if you're in the sec for this week usually you pick your you know your socon rival western kentucky at auburn yeah if if they wear big red on the helmet again i am betting hilltoppers hilltoppers by 30 we need to get you one of those big red helmets jordan because it was really good it's 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 really good so good it's so good I need it's a really plushie. Uh, what I really want is like a plushie. Yeah. I want a yeah. big red plushie somewhere. I'd be the happiest camper alive. Homefield, make some plushies. We, we, that's God, what we want. so good. I think that this is a weird choice for Auburn to take this week. Because Ooh. you look at you Ooh. look at who the other SEC teams are playing. You know, this is when you play your cupcakes this week. Well, I mean, LSU's playing UAB, so not necessarily. Not necessarily a cupcake. A cupcake. But, you know, the rest of the SEC maybe could be playing some sort of cupcakes, but you know. Minus Ole Miss Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that's the only conference game this Wait, week. Wait, no, no time, time out. There are some more. This is this okay, this is weirder okay. than I thought. Yeah. So Alabama's playing Austin P. Yeah. Mississippi State's playing East Tennessee State. Uh-huh. Florida's playing their SoCon cupcake Vanderbilt. Yes. Georgia tennis sorry, Georgia, Kentucky. No. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Missouri, New Mexico State. This is a weird combination. Again, it's just so weird. Like the SoCon week is even messed up. So the, yeah. the traditional rivals of the SEC have been partially rescheduled in this situation. And, and I don't, I don't like this. Where's Charleston State? Where's Furman? 
We're yeah. Samford, the classics. I know. I mean, <laughs> got to play the hits. One of the hits. Don Brown is going to Texas A&M, 11 a.m. on SEC Network Plus. <laughs> Our good friend Stats at War has, gives Parker. UMass so a great. probability of 16.76% chance of winning this game. Hey, A&M, 16.76 chance UMass wins this. So the funniest outcome, of course, is A&M losing this. Than beating LSU, right? LSU is already in the SEC championship game, but they'll go in with three losses. Uh, Jordan, like this is the, yeah, these these were my like they y'all know how much I do not love pulling for A and M, and y'all know how much I do not want to pull for LSU candidly because I don't really like Brian Kelly. Don't think mm-hmm. he's a great guy. There is nothing I want more this season. I I don't know. I, I think I'm searching my heart right now. I might give up the the win to Florida in order for this to happen because the thought of Georgia having a transitive loss to UMass warms my heart for some reason. And I don't even dislike Georgia. I just want the CFP to go out the window. Yeah. Just this. Oh, sorry. That, that is the kind of thing that would absolutely be like, well, we got to have 12 teams. We got to expand it right now. Cause this, (laughs) our math no longer works. (laughs) Shit. And I just want more college football in general. So Mm -hmm. what do you think Don Brown's going to eat? In College Station. Does he go for steak? Does he go for the meat department? The championship win. Do you bring in the championship meat judging department to pick your steak? Ooh. Can you request that? I think Don Brown goes for a chicken fried steak and he gets the the cream gravy because it reminds him of clam chowder. Eats it separately. Can I get a soup bowl with some crackers <laughs> on top? Can I get some of the cream gravy on the side with some oyster crackers, please? Mm-hmm. Oh, so oh my much. God! No way! Bowling green touchdown! Yes, with nine seconds left. Let's go Falcons! Come! Florida at Vandy. This is definitely Florida's cupcake. I don't know, man. Florida always does this weird sleepwalky thing in Nashville. It feels like they they go to like the the pedal bars and all the bachelorette parties the night before. And they seem to struggle in Nashville. I, I just want to have to say this again because I didn't say it last podcast, uh, but I did put it in the synopsis that I that I wrote. The vaunted Vandy offense had 447 yards against Kentucky. Do you Kentucky, think? What the fuck are you doing? What was that? Do, do you think? Do you think Florida's defense is is as good as Kentucky's? Oh no. God, my my stomach just dropped thinking about the answer to that question. I don't Uh-oh. know. They looked they looked okay against South Carolina, and they like I don't know. They've been all over the places. I don't know. I don't know. Ugh. Well, let's talk about some games that are more our speed. UNLV at Hawaii. This is not an 11 p.m. game central. This is a 10 p.m. game central. It's on the Team One app and on Spectrum if you're on the islands. This is a game that is chill and chiller. <laughs> UNLV going to the islands, enjoying the vibe. It's Great. just ultimate vibes. Yeah, I was reading this earlier and I was like, God, I want to go to that game and just chill with everybody. Yeah. I want to go pull the slot machine when, you know, they have a, the turnover. I want to hang with Hawaii, who, like, seems to, like, be okay with a new coach now. Like, they're getting, I mean, it's going to take some time, you know, whatever. But yeah. I don't know. Everyone, Anyways, seems to be having, everyone seems to be having fun over there, at least. Yes! Yes! You they know when not- LV is going to fly out there at least, like, three or four days early? <laughs> acclimate to the time yeah. zone, you know? Mm-hmm. God. So great. I don't know why more teams like Vandy was smart this year opening in Hawaii. Like that was they a were. really smart thing. Yep. Oh, we got to fly out to Hawaii. I guess we'll leave a little early to get some catch some thing. Oh, got my airline miles. Oh, I guess mm-hmm. get the upgrades. Perfect. Mm-hmm. 
wonderful. Why would you not do that? More Mountain West action. San Jose State at Utah State, 845 on Fox Sports 1. This is the middle of the Pac Mountain West Challenge. San Jose State was on the up and up, and then they sort of just cratered after a bit. Utah State's been, well, they're not the worst Aggies in FBS. We've covered that before. <laughs> we need we need an update. We haven't had our Aggie update yet this no, week. No, we don't. We I, need get to, I, need that, yeah. I need to get that up. So, oh, I love the Aggie update. At this point, the Aggies are just like, A&M Aggies are just like, you can't hurt me anymore. Whatever. I hate myself more than you could ever hate me. I don't fucking care anymore. I, I really want, I really want like A&M, I want to be at Midnight Yell and I, I, I really, really want them to have at least a, a clam chowder joke in there. Yeah. Like, what kind of jokes do you tell about a villain, a school that you've never played before? Because the whole point of the Midnight Yell is that you use the same jokes that they've fucking used for the last 50 years. When you tell jokes about, you know, UMass, that they're a bunch of Yankees, like that's it? Yeah. That's not funny. And then, yeah, well, in the age of social media, it's like, ooh. All I can think about is, once again, man, fucking King of the Hill on this podcast. Always go back to King of the Hill. The ep- well, the very first episode where Thatherton comes in, when he's voiced by Burt Reynolds, they bring right. in they bring in a a customer from Boston, and he wants to do the Texas thing, and he wants the cowboy hat, and he wants the Cadillac with the horns on the front. And Hank is very much not that kind of guy. He has chubby feet like I do. He can't wear boots comfortably. Like he doesn't wear cowboy hats. He's he's Texan, but not that kind of Texan. And there was, there's just this moment. I heard they're talking about, there's a moment where the guy from Boston, oh, because Hank's talking about LBJ and the guy from Boston deadpans, like LBJ killed Kennedy. And I fucking die <laughs> laughing every time. And that's what this feels like. It's going to be like jokes about assassinating Kennedy. And I'm not sure what else. Like that so feels good. about the level of joke we're going to get for this midnight yell. I mean, I really wish, I really wish they could, you know, had some updated jokes or something of that nature. Maybe they can work in some Missy Elliott, you know, they don't need no one minute man. Oh yeah. But, that's, that's, uh, that's know. what the guys in charge of midnight yell are going to do. They're going to work in that's Missy right. Elliott references. What the fuck that's are you right. talking about? That's right. Missy Elliott. That, that, that's what the, the young leaders listen to. God, they're going to like, okay. They're more likely to smash a watermelon in remembrance of Gallagher. Okay. Oh my God. I have quick question why the yell leaders why are their overalls so tight like they seem aggressively tight it's, right it's just the thing and they do like okay. the grabbing you grab your hips and you laugh from your stomach and you do the bending over thing i man i don't know okay. but then again like i was in a fraternity like we did weird shit too we had you know we talked about all of our symbols and then what is our what is your motto what is our motto in greek and the secret handshake whatever like it's all weird shit interesting interesting Guys like doing things like this. This is a very guy thing. This is not something that women would not do of their own volition. I'm 99% sure. Because women would look at this and be like, no, this is fucking stupid. No, we would like evolve over time and like change yeah. it. Whereas guys are like, no, this is what we do. This is what we do, man. We're doing it because this is what we do. Guys being dudes. That's yep. what it is. It's guys mm-hmm. being dudes. Yep. Guys being guys being dudes in real tight pants. Boise State in Wyoming, 6 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Boise leads the series 15 to 1 all time. Jesus. Mm. I did not know that the Wyoming safety dance gif is from the one Boise win. Sorry, from yeah. the one Wyoming win over Boise. That's it. The safety dance where he does like the thing and he's just wiggle, he, like wiggle, the famous. Yeah. yeah, the famous wiggle. Yeah, that was the, the only game they've ever beat Boise. And that was the one to win it over Boise. That's how they won it. They won it with the safety. It was like a minute 25 left. They won it with the safety. And that was the only time they did it. That was in 2016. They won 30 to 28. It was tied 28-28, and they got the safety to to win. 
I, I mean, this feels like this should be like a closer rivalry game, but they, they've only played 16 times. And now, well, Boise, because Boise State hasn't been, been playing not, like, that, that, that long, no. Like, like they're the ones that haven't been, like, we've, we've covered last week. Wyoming's been playing football since the fucking 1890s. You know, oh, it's yeah. not, Cowboys it's, love it. It's, it's Boise that's the, it's the new kid on the block. Okay, wait. So who's favored to win this game? Is Boise State? Or I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna guess. Favorite? I'm gonna guess Boise's very favorite. Let me be able to check on that. Okay. If Wyoming Boise. wins, I'm buying one. Of, the Wyoming collection on home field. Sorry, not to bring up home field again. It's really good. If Wyoming wins, I might buy one of their shirts because it's oh, it's so pretty. They look. They definitely make that brown yellow combo look very good. It's so good. Which, which is yeah. saying something because that doesn't look good on anyone really. Guys, I have a thing for the the cowboy mascots because I also have a pistol patty shirt and I love it. An Oklahoma State pistol patty shirt. It's amazing. So let me see what Parker's stuff that was for. Oh, hey, Cal's supposed to win against Stanford. Mm. Okay. okay. Western Kentucky, Auburn, by the way. Auburn, 52%. Western Kentucky, 47%. <laughs> okay. Oh. So, is, that a, is that a coin flip? I mean, it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is. Ring. Ring. No, will you please leave that in and not put the actual sound in? I want that yeah. instead. I'll do that. <laughs> It just gets jankier and jankier as it goes. Ring. It's so good. The line is Wyoming plus 14. So that's like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's pretty. Boise has, once Boise figured out their thing, they look so much better. That UTEP yeah. game was an aberration. It was a great game, a great aberration. We had fun with that. I will say that the weeknight schedule minus Mac is not great this week, except for this one game. SMU at Tulane, Thursday at 630. Oh. Tulane is uh, going to avenge their shit. And they are going to wring SMU's neck. No, don't don't say that. No, I like Tulane fan of me. Like SMU just like breaks breaks Tulane's heart in, in like the last minute almost every year. It, it just seems that way. I, I hope it's different this year, but I, I I hope the Angry Wave get back on track. If they can play from ahead, which it seemed like they could just never catch UCF after mm-hmm. like the opening touchdown, and they just could not keep up and play the game they wanted to do that. Um, I feel like if they can get some pressure on the SMU's quarterback, which they may be able to, uh, and they can corral the passing game a little bit and you know maybe control the game a little bit better, I feel like Tulane has a better shot. But it's a Thursday night game. It's going to be wild and weird. And how you know, many Thursday? How many weeknight games has SMU played this year? I feel like that's. All I feel they like play. it's always yeah. SMU's yes. played this year. Now I gotta look. At, hold on, I gotta actually look this up because this is gonna bug me. Because I swear to God, they have done nothing but play. Let's see here, that is one, two. Okay, it's only two. Never mind. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was two feels back, like more. It was two back to back. It feels so, okay. So two in a row. They, they played UCF you... on Wednesday on a Wednesday yeah. and played Navy the next Friday. It, that so okay. that felt weird. Okay. Okay. That makes yeah. Sense. Well, the the SMU and Houston game felt like it was a Thursday, but it was a Saturday, right? Yeah, it was a Saturday. Okay. It, Wait. It, so this is actually their third weeknight game, then, though, right? Yeah. Right. That's still a lot. It feels a like lot. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, Kamish. The more like we've talked about college football, the more we've talked on this podcast. I've I've definitely started to feel games that you are like attracted to that are different than mine. And Houston and East Carolina, 1 p.m. on ESPN plus just seems like a game that is like right down your alley. Oh God. Yeah. Give me that game right now. I want it. I I don't know what's going to happen, but oh my God, give me that game. Like, I mean, it's, (laughs) it's, it's the one that's at like 1 p.m. It's a weird kickoff time. It's that one that gets lost. 
like the one that gets lost in the shuffle of like the normal kickoff times at like 11 central mm-hmm. some are at 12 central this one's at like one central which makes no sense Two Eastern chicken sedan, two Eastern because it's in North Carolina. I hope you're happy now. But don't, uh, but don't try to find this on your TV though. No, this is only on ESPN Plus. It's only on reason. ESPN Plus for some reason. But this one, no, this is this is mine. I, I am watching this one. The way East Carolina played against Cincy, the way Houston plays all year, like has there been a normal Houston game this year? No. None, none. I mean, no. I, I, I mean, I think the only one was like Kansas blowing them out, but that was kind of sickos in the beginning of the year because you didn't see that coming. But no, Houston, I mean, Houston is just like automatic sickos viewing for me personally. Look, and man, you when, you, in- when you when you hire Dana Holgerson as your coach, you don't want normal football. No. You've, you've made a choice. You've decided that you're okay with pants on fire, Red Bulled up dad coming in going, ah, oh, fuck it. We're just going to run for 400 yards. Ah, oh, fuck it. Someone get me the Mountain Dew. <laughs> I love him so much. So so his three carafes are Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew Code Red, and Red Bull, right? That's his three carafes on the sideline. Yeah, there might be one of Moonshine, actually, too. Four. Yep. <laughs> no, no, Moonshine is mixed in with all three of them. Yeah, and then actually there's a carafe of cigarette butts. Just sitting. No, it's 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 a bottle for dip. It's his dip jar. Jeez. Is he more Davis, of a, pa- Davis oh. packing a lip and he's just putting in sprite bottles. He just has a row of sprite bottles. At one oh, point so at one gross. point in college, my my so friends gross. who are all like very New England prep school kids decided they were gonna start dipping. It's oh. so gross. Like that was like the thing that, that was their habit they picked up. My, and, like my dad used to do. It's so gross. You've oh. you've never seen a more filthy fraternity house. Mm-hmm. That had like four guys dipping nonstop as well. Mm-hmm. So you had to look in, you had to be careful for anything drink you put down because yeah. those fuckers would just like spit in everything. It's a dip. It's as soon as you leave a drink. It's. A, I, I went to school in Monroe. <laughs> I went to school in New Hampshire. That's not supposed to happen. We smoked clove cigarettes. We were cool. Another AAC game. South Florida at Tulsa Friday. This is the early game on Friday. It kicks at 8 p.m. Central. Jeez, that's early. I mean, late. Sorry. Who's what's the late game on Friday? Oh, we've probably already covered it. Uh, no, I think we did yet. No, the other game. Get, yeah. The other game is 8:45. San Diego State at New Mexico. Oh yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. That's that's a weird Friday schedule. That's a weird Friday. That's that's a sickos Friday slate. Like both of these games i mean oh i mean san diego state did get bowl eligible so yeah that yeah this slate like south florida tulsa i know south florida let their let their coach go about a year uh, i'm sorry a week ago not a year jesus like it like it should have been like it should have been ask our us ask our usf friends and they will tell you it should have been a year ago may i share a dream that i have for usf and a dream that i have for college football i would like for usf to hire gronk I know that's not going to happen, but Gronk as a college football coach would just entertain me to no end. And he's, I mean, maybe in Tampa right now. I don't know. Anyways, I would like for them to hire Gronk instead oh, of also, John Gruden. Gross. Yeah, gross yeah that's, that's what they want. I know. Gross. Uh, uh, for all of you guys, by the way, who are asking us to say something about Charlotte's hire, we're still trying to figure out what the fuck we're thinking about Charlotte's hire. The who investment. Hire? Uh, someone who is a non- 
like a, like a like a personal assistant to Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. He was a millionaire investor. He created like this big Pennsylvania high school football powerhouse. In the 1980s, he was like an investment millionaire. So he's he's it's basically like the the guy from Wall Street. Gordon Gecko, uh, yeah. Gordon Gecko. And his name is Biff Poggy. This feels very Formula One, like paying or is to it, do like or is this it, is no, no. Is it is it Biff Poggy? I don't know. Biff, I have no Biff, idea. Biff. So the, the, person first who name said, Biff. the person who said it sounded like a star like a like a third tier Star Wars character is correct. Like, oh, we have to go see Biff Poggy over on Dan Tui. And oh yeah, he runs the cantina there. Biff Poggy. Wow. I mean, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Yeah, this is not good. So I I don't have an opinion yet. Some people who are Michigan fans are saying that this is a great hire because he brought in a lot of the stuff that turned Michigan around. But does he have coaching experience? Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. So we're still working on that. I don't have an opinion yet. And I don't want to say something. Mm-hmm. Once For once, I don't want to say something stupid and jump in and end up in a fight with our Michigan fans because I like y'all. And I don't know what this is going to be. For my favorite part of the week, ACC slander time. First off... <laughs> We're going to have at least one game on regional network. Florida State, you're playing the Raging Cajuns. Okay, what is the regional network, though? Because my Yahoo app is telling me it's RSN. What does that mean? That is the that is either Bally Sports Local or <laughs> let me see what it is for I'm gonna. For Florida. I'm just going to say it's, it's Raycom Sports Network. <laughs> no, I'm just saying <laughs> No, it's it's not it's not Raycom, but uh, I, wish it I don't even know if that's still around. But yeah, it, it feels like ACC it's that, that's how we're What's the one from um from Succession Raystar? What's that? What's the name of that the network there? That's what it is. <laughs> Probably right. At Let's least it's not on since, Flow since, Sports. Since you are since you are in stream, it's gonna be on whatever wherever you get Bally Sports. Okay, I'm not gonna be able to watch that. That's fine though. That's you funny. may have so, it. Yeah. You may have it unexpectedly. I'm going to be it. in New Orleans, so maybe I'll figure it out when I'm in New Orleans. There's there there's a Bally Sports Southeast in New Orleans. Okay. I, I will if say I can drag my mom and everyone else there. I probably won't be able to. The <laughs> ACC network decided they'd rather show Duke at Pitt instead of the Raging Cajuns at Florida State. I mean, that could be there could be some fireworks there, let's be honest. There could be some fireworks. I will say that the ACC network this week actually has a reasonable schedule. They are playing one, two, three actual football games, and all of these are pretty good choices. At 7 a.m., they are showing a replay of last year's Wake Forest versus Syracuse game for whatever reason. <laughs> Interesting. But sure, why not? But uh, ACC Network is showing Duke at Pitt, North Carolina State at Louisville, and Syracuse at Wake. So those are all pretty good games. Let's start with North Carolina State at Louisville. North Carolina State coming off that baffling fucking loss to Boston College. And Louisville, a poor man trying to get fired through his own incompetence and failing. <laughs> so I don't know what happens here. I mean, yeah. I, I honestly, I, again, I don't know. Uh, it, it's like one of those where you think like Louisville will probably win or... Does NC State play better on the road after they just had their classic NC State seasonal letdown, like the one they they do every year for some odd reason? It's it's one of those where I, I can't look away. Yeah, this this one you have to sort of be glued to. Yes, you're just like what, what, okay, what's it, it'll be on the quad box. Duke at Pitt, eleven a.m. ACC Network. This should be a really good game. 
Yeah, I feel like it'll be interesting. I agree. I am actually curious on what happens here. Like, Duke is extremely well-coached, extremely disciplined, and they, they don't hurt themselves. You know, Pat Narduzzi is... Is Pat Narduzzi. I'll just say that. There's really not much more to say. I don't know what's going to happen, and I am extremely curious here. Hey, guys, what if Boston College beats Notre Dame? <laughs> okay, I've stormed the field at Notre Dame. I can't pull for that now. <laughs> oh, I'm in their call no. now. Come on. God bless. <laughs> Katie's a cop. She's an undercover cop. Oh, I used to, to take pictures of Notre Dame fans in the wild when I would see them and send them to, like, like tag Spencer and them on Twitter. But now, like, I've been there, guys. I kind of want to have a good season. Anyway. I mean, they, right. What did they, how did they buy you off? Was it, was it at the bar? Because I got to storm the field. It was so fun. <laughs> so what if Boston College wins? I'm going to reframe this again. Okay, okay. But, but, but then what if Boston College wins? That's my reframing. That's all I got. I, I mean, honestly, I didn't expect them to win last week against NC State. Yeah. Uh, but but Boston College is that weird, like, bogey team for Notre Dame. Like, when Notre Dame is, is kind of feeling good about themselves, like, Boston College comes out of nowhere and, like, bites them. Uh, yeah. You know, Boston College has had the backup quarterback that, that nearly threw for 300 yards last week against NC State. I'm sorry. It'd be really funny if they beat Notre Dame. It'd be really fun. So Boston College is the ex-girlfriend that sends me a message, Facebook message out of the blue being like, hey, how's it going? I think I'm doing okay. And then I realize I'm really not. Can I interest you in Syracuse at Wake? Can Syracuse stop the the skid? I mean, hopefully. I, I don't know. Think, I don't know how I feel here emotionally. I like them both. I think Syracuse is going to have the 6-0 and o to 6-6 six and six season. Ooh. What was that? The the Baylor coach that did that was that Jim Grobe? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it it, it feels. Who did I play in the last game of the year? Boston College. Oh no! Ooh, I think they're feeling seven and five ish now. I'm feeling okay. seven and five. I, I don't think they get Wake. I feel Wake is slightly, uh, maybe like a, a weight class slightly higher than them, and then they're banged up. So I feel Wake wins this one. Okay. I I feel that for sure, and then. You know, really just not too sure if if Q's is, is got enough juice lately, but if they can get the running game going against Wake, maybe. Katie, how are you feeling about Miami at Clemson? Oh, go Clemson. I don't really love either team. Actually, when we were at the Notre Dame Clemson game, I told a man at the linebacker and an older gentleman uh, who was a Clemson fan that I wasn't going to pull for Clemson until Dabu wasn't there anymore. And he did not know what to say to me. <laughs> it was not good. It's very not good. Yeah, I mean, I think I pull for Clemson there. I just feel bad for Miami right now, and that's not normal for me. But I'd like for them to be good again. Wow, that's what my, that's what Miami goes for is pity, pity from a Florida I State know. fan. Miami fans Ooh. are jump are absolutely just Ooh. they're right ready to jump off their condos right now. Yeah. They're coming to get you, Katie. <laughs> Probably are. If if I gave you an over under Miami points at fourteen and a half, what do you think? The Miami over under on just Miami's points? Just, just, Miami, Miami just Miami's points, points. 14 and a half. 14 under. And a half. Under. Kamesh? Whew. All right. So my Miami predictions have been wrong, right? Like yes. way wrong. Way wrong. Okay. So I had them losing to Georgia Tech by a field goal. I had them beating Florida State. If every instinct I have is wrong, the opposite must be right. Okay. Okay. Sure. That was sure. a Seinfeld, Seinfeld reference. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes, nobody gets that, of course, because That's I, a I deep watched cut. It. It, not really. 
to me personally, I've watched Seinfeld way too much in my life. So my instinct was to say that that Miami gets 17. So I'm going to say it's under. Wait. Okay. So your instinct is, okay, got it. I, I got to go yeah, with the opposite. I think it's, yeah. I think so, it's under. Yeah. So I'm going to look at similar, similar games that Miami has played real fast. Okay. Miami scored three against Florida State. They scored 14 against Virginia. They scored 21 against Duke, 20 against Virginia Tech, 24 against North Carolina. I'm going to take the over. Oh, wow. I feel like okay. they get they go over 14 and a half. I think they get 17. That feels correct to me. So, guys, can we get UConn to seven wins? They got to be Army. Yes. I'm hoping a not, we can. A not great Army team. This is going to be in West Point, 11 a.m., that means it's going to be kind of foggy at West Point. It's going to be cold. Can UConn get to seven, get to seven wins? UConn needs to get to seven wins, honestly, to not get six and six and, and left out. I mean, the probability is it's like 60% Army, 40% UConn. But I mean, the the last week, I mean, whoever they played last week, which, you know, that nameless school that UConn beat mm-hmm. last week, definitely had the probability a little bit different in this situation so way way higher way higher i I gotta believe in the revolution i I really gotta do it i really i don't feel like army is that great but it's weird that i'm picking a revolution over the the troops let's say that seems that seems un-american it does it's the husky revolution i'm gonna tell you the three teams that army has beat this year and you're gonna tell me what their best win was is it villanova colgate or ulm It, it has to be ulm so I, I mean, even not seventh, gonna... ra- not seventh ranked FCS Colt Villanova. No, <laughs> I gotta give Terry Brown some sort of credit at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Villanova team that has wins over LIU and Lehigh and Maine. <laughs> By the way, uh, Villanova is no longer ranked, and they're on a two-game sl- slide right now. They will not be making the playoffs this year. That's right. So yeah, uh, so that's Army. Army's wins are just those. those are four, they're four and six. Or are they three? They're three and they seven, I believe. Okay, we come on, Husky Revolution. Let's do this. Let's leave no doubt. Let's not leave this to the the selection committee of a bowl season. Let's leave no doubt. Let's get the seventh win. Let's do it. Army plays at UMass the next week, <laughs> and then versus Navy to finish the season. UMass, who's going to have a transitive win over Georgia soon. Can't wait. Some more Pac-12 fun. Oregon State at Arizona State. 115 on ESPN2, which would be 1115 local kick without daylight savings. I think so. Yeah. Kamish, what did you want to say about Oregon State and Arizona State? The beavers in the desert. Why? Like what? (laughs) Is this an evocative phrase for you? Nobody. Is this podcast after dark now? Is that what we've done? (laughs) Yes. It's very late. I just wanted to say that, all right? Uh, I mean, maybe I tapped into middle school commissioner. Look, we had, we had lots we had, we had lots of gooch talk last time, okay? All right. So, I mean, you know, again, the Beavers in the desert, the Beavers are ranked 24th in the college football playoff. They're ranked 25th in the AP. I am a Beaver believer here. Let's keep believe, it going. A believer, a believer, a believer. Uh, a be- believe beaver no believe. <laughs> no it would just be a believer yeah if you were yeah. a believer and a beaver you just be a believer okay that doesn't work never mind no, but that's what the, the home field shirt forward. that i have the home field shirt that i have it says i'm a beaver believer so the old oregon state drawn mascots is the horniest one of them all oh i used to look this up yeah here we go found it i'll i will uh post it to the discord real fast this is by far the horniest one. Oh mercy 
Wow. Like, okay. Like that beaver is just down to fuck. <laughs> and his lady friend is very receptive to the idea. I kind of would like for Homefield to put that on a shirt. The two of them together. Every time, because there's lots of mascots that have these two similar characters, and they always look super horny. I think Northwestern has, or Northwestern has one too. And the cast just looks super, super horny. It's it's weird. <laughs> this is like when Mike Golick was it Mike Golick Junior this week that tweeted about the married mascots cheating on each other. Yeah, it became a whole thing because so I jumped, I jumped, I jumped in because I fa- I found a bunch of stuff of uh, Wilma Wildcat sending sending lots of like horny tweets to other mascots. Pistol Patty and Pistol Pete, I'm telling you, Pistol Pete has had his boots under someone else's bed. You know he has. I found you out tonight. I found out tonight that that Roxy Rocketeer, Roxy the Rocket from Toledo, is Ooh. not married to Rocky the Rocket. They're not brother and sister. They are quote unquote. Just friends. Friends with benefits. I, w- I wonder if she sure. knew that. I wonder if she knew that. Oh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> this seems I oh I I wish her well. I hope she was to yeah, I hope she <laughs> values herself. I'd like to talk to her. Does anyone have any feelings about Florida Atlantic at Mitsu? Florida domestic at Mitsu? No, oh. wait. Florida that, domestic that... is UF, never mind. <laughs> Although we found out there is a Florida National University. Yes, we because did. they what? played because they played Florida International University in basketball. <laughs> I did not know that. The one thing I wanted to mention about Florida Atlantic and, and Mitsu, it's a it's a bowl eligibility game. Oh, so okay. so okay. so both are five and five. Whoever wins this is bowl eligible. Uh, that that's the reason I had it on the list. Uh, I didn't have time to type out. They are both five and five. Uh, I said the, no, I had no I had no clue. I was like, why did? <laughs> Why did commissioner put this on the list? I'm like, whoever wins is bowl eligible. That's basically okay, it. That's I did- good. FIU at UTEP. This is the bowl bound express's last stand. They need two more. One of them is this one, which they can probably win. And the other one is UTSA on the road in the Alamo dome for the last game of the season, which I don't think they win, but the UTEP bowl bound express still lives and still rides on slightly a, a little longer. UTSA at rice. This is also one that rice needs to be bowl eligible. I believe. Yep, they're still five and five. So they need one more out of the next two. That would be UTSA going to Houston to play Rice, and then the last game is Rice at North Texas. Which North Texas, being as like they are this year, I don't know that that's going to be as good of a game for them. I just wanted to point out that Akron plays at Buffalo. So for for some odd reason, there, there's no matching for Akron and and Buffalo. It's on like a Saturday. Uh-oh. I don't. But I don't. I don't get it. But Saturday is is that when the snow is supposed to blow in in Buffalo? Yes. Like the two feet of snow. Yep. So that's the reason that it's on here. Besides that, it's 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 not a part of action. So basically the entire MAC conference, you know, like they have Eastern Michigan at Kent State, Miami, Ohio, Northern Illinois, Western Michigan at Central Michigan uh, coming up uh, on Wednesday, which, you know, we're recording this on Tuesday night. The only MAC game that is not on Tuesday and Wednesday is Akron at Buffalo, which is supposed to get two to three feet of snow. So just keep an eye out for that one. And and I'm a sucker for snow games. If they even get to play this one, <laughs> we'll see. But I am a sucker for snow games. I will watch it no matter the score. I'll watch the whole uh, the whole game. Illinois at Michigan. This, this, like, I would have had a lot more excitement about this game if it hadn't been for last week. I feel like this game is soured on me. Although, I'm still excited. Although I feel like this could be a, a big chance for the Illini to make a statement and ruin Michigan's mm-hmm. shit on that. Yep. We need K-State to beat West Virginia. Sorry. We need West Virginia to beat K-State for our all Big 12 
dreams to come true again. This is K-State going to West Virginia. So Morgantown, they're they are significantly better in Morgantown. They are. So we are hoping for, I think, for at least I am, a West Virginia win here. Oh, yeah. Go Mountaineers. Marshall at Georgia Southern. I mean, this it, should be just a good game. It, it should be a good game. I want to see Van Treese to see if he can get back into the Detmer top 15. He's at 16th. We need Mr. Van Treese to get some more touchdowns, yards, and interceptions. Marshall seems to have bounced back a little bit. They've played a lot better. I know they had their, their lull. They lost to now bowl-bound Bowling Green. They had a little bit of a lull, but Marshall's gotten a little bit better. And I, I believe that Marshall is bowl eligible. They are. and But Georgia Southern, Clay Helton's Georgia Southern needs a win for bowl eligibility Ooh. here. You know, Marshall's problem is they front-loaded their season with easy teams. You can't, you can't just play baby teams like Notre Dame to start the season out and expect to have a good season. You've got to play higher teams, guys. That's right. Uh, Marshall and Georgia Southern, coin flip game really like 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 51 bling. Bling, bling, bling. was that a, was that a phone i did i did an old phone <laughs> bling, bling. the idea by the way someone put out of having a rotary phone on the sideline yes made me laugh like as a like really, a turnover phone no 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 like you know how because they use oh. they use corded phones to call up and it looks weird because you just don't see corded yeah. phones anymore the idea of one of them being rotary, I can't imagine like a really fucking angry coach having to like single dial digits on uh-huh. a rotary phone. You can't angry dial a rotary phone. I just made the observation when I saw like the, the picture of Quinn Ewers on the sidelines, like on the phone. And I'm like, okay, he's on like a phone that's like actually has a cord. Where do you see these anymore? And it's weird because like nobody sees this anymore with like corded phones, but it, it wouldn't make sense to have a cell phone on the sideline. I was thinking maybe you get one of those like old VTech phones where. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the cordless, like the, the clear color that everybody had. So we need a Monroe miracle. Yeah, we need it. ULM still mathematically alive for a bowl at four and six. They go to Sunbelt West leading Troy. We we need a win here. Uh, ULM put out this graphic this week. It says like after uh, Terry Bowden, they defeated. Georgia State last week, there was a graphic. It says the winningest family in NCAA Division One football history. It's a graphic of Bobby Bowden with with 377 wins. It's a graphic of of Terry Bowden with I believe 183 wins. Is that what I see? I don't know. I don't know. You this you Miami bad... you Miami knighted this fucking graphic. I can't read it anymore. Okay. <laughs> It does look like 183. I, 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 I just found the Photoshop filters. We're all fucked now. <laughs> so if you get some you weird. You started filters, this with the beveling, though. That's all I'm saying. I learned it from watching you, oh. Dad. <laughs> you gave him license. That's all I'm saying. The best was did you see what Jason Kirk put out with this graphic? No. Wait, hold on. I do have a question because I just saw this. Like, is ULM the first one that put this out? Yes. Or did like all of this is so interesting. Okay, continue. And so Jason put out this same thing, but in the corner put a little picture of Jeff Bowden. (laughs) (laughs) A little picture of Jeff Bowden. Oh my god. I have the worst PTSD because when I, I was at Florida State from 2001 to 2005, and 2000 was Mark Rick's last year. And uh, yeah, we won a 
national championship in 1999 and played for it in 2000. And then in 2001, I started and we had Chris Ricks as our quarterback and we had Jeff Bowden as our offensive coordinator and uh, Mercy. Tommy was the other one that was on the graphic, which is weird that it, it's kind of weird that they have Bobby standing like the tallest and then there's Terry in the middle and then like Tommy is, is squatting. At half mast. He's at half mast. With like <laughs> 90 wins. So, I mean, it's like like Terry's like looking down at Tommy, which I feel like that's like a a, a sibling rivalry there that we don't know about. You know, oh, you Terry can imagine, does. man, that fucking that's a hostile fucking Thanksgiving. Do you know what Terry Bowden did after Akron, but before Louisiana Monroe? Please tell me it's XFL or CFL I, or something like I, that. I, I do know hockey team. I, I didn't I know, know this. What it was it? Soccer coach Ted Lasso. He was a uh, he was a graduate assistant with Clemson. He was a GA at Clemson. Oh, yeah. geez. So he was getting his a, graduate degree. There was a story where he, he went to Dabo and, and tried to get a job with Dabo. And, and Dabo was like, hey, I don't have any positions open. The only thing that I have open is our GAs, graduate assistants. So so Terry went to get his master's at Clemson just so he could be a GA underneath that to try to get back and, and get one last coaching gig. So yeah, I guess ULM's the last coaching gig. I've heard rumors that, that Terry, like whenever he's done coaching, he's going to be the athletic director of ULM, which is. Hey, cool. Strange. I, you do you, man. You do you, man. I think he'd be an okay athletic director. I actually think he'd be an okay athletic director. We also have South Alabama at Southern Miss. Another good Sun Belt. By the way, the Sun Belt circle made me very happy. Apparently, even though it was possible last week, I'm just catching up on my circles. Yeah. Apologies for that. But we were yeah. a little we're a little behind on the circles. Apparently it closed, but you know, that that's fine. The one thing I want to mention about South Alabama and Southern Miss, Southern Miss needs this for bowl eligibility. Um by any chance that ULM beats Troy and Southern Miss loses to South Alabama, the final game is ULM versus Southern Miss. And that's personal for the commish. Yeah. So oh God. My I me going to ULM, my sister is a Southern Miss alum. So that'll be in Monroe. I, I kind of want that personally. I, I want that like both of us for bowl eligibility. And then there'll be some family bragging rights there. So ULM, please pull this off and beat Troy. I don't know why. Uh, and then South Alabama, you know, you could, you could beat Southern Miss. That's fine. And, and then it, bowl eligibility, Sunbelt battle. South Alabama will take control of the West. If that happens, it should be fun. Sunbelt action. So, Tell me about the weird ticket thing, because I was offline for t- barter tickets. I was teaching, and then all of a sudden I come back, and we're looking at $9,000 tickets to A&M games for some reason. Living in San Antonio, I was like, let's see what type of game I can go this weekend. I wanted to take you know, the family to go see you know, a football game. The weather's going to be you know, like maybe like low 60s, mid 50s, like perfect football weather. And so I tried to check some games around and, and Texas State's in San Marcos, which is not too far away from San Antonio. And I wanted to see how much tickets were for the game. So like it's Arkansas State versus Texas State, both three and seven. I'm like, this is perfect. Like, you know, sickos adjacent game. And, and, and really, I was like, no, I don't think many people will be here. So I'm, I'm searching for tickets for the game. And I just wanted to see how much it was. Uh, the cheapest tickets I could find were like $11 on like vivid seats. Yeah, and and it was a, like eleven dollar fee. Mm. I was just like, "Are you kidding me? Like it's double the price." So I'm like, "It's like with fees, eleven dollars." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "So then I tried to go through the the website for the Texas State, and it was like twenty dollars, and then the fees were like were like ten bucks." And I'm like, "What? Okay." So 
you know, we may still go, but it's just like I was just getting kind of, I was just like, really? What's going on? And then yeah. for some other reason, I accidentally scrolled down too far to see what the highest ticket price was for the this game. And I and then that led me on the ticket adventure on the, on the Twitter account today because it was just absolutely ridiculous. Being upset at the prices, I was like, I, I was like, what is going on? I spotted that there's four tickets at the Texas State game for Arkansas State. Both teams, three and seven, both mm-hmm. teams eliminated from bowl eligibility. They're selling like a, a ticket each, four hundred and forty six dollars. Uh, on like the the lower level sideline, <laughs> for, 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 and not uh, even front row. It's row nineteen. No, no. Row nineteen, and it's just like it's not even the fifty yard line. Basically, you're probably at like the 30, 35 yard line. I don't I don't know what's going on here. So then my my curiosity, I started to look at other games. I'm like, this has got to be something wrong. There's no way. So I started looking at like games that are like kind of within I, I guess some sort of reasonable driving distance gotcha of, of san antonio so i go to the umass at AM game mm-hmm. and i start searching and i was like there's really nothing affordable there whatsoever either and i'm like that's a longer drive not necessarily there and then you know just being curious again i wanted to see the most expensive ticket what they had in the stadium yeah so like the prime Westfield box was about $559 each. I'm like, okay. But there was an entry below in the upper deck, like the South end zone, like the highest level, like row 14. It was there for $9,399. What? You know what this is, right? You you guys know what this is. Money laundering? No, this is how they're going to fund Jimbo's buyout. See? Reselling tickets at ungodly amounts, and that's how they're going to get to eighty-five billion. It's my theory. God. So that was a theory. The other one was money laundering, and me being in a financial industry in my real job, me being in a financial industry, formerly working at a bank, noticed that it's right below the ten thousand dollar threshold. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. But other people were like, "Hey, if you do resell tickets, commonly." This is typically like you just put a crazy number out there for like just to hold a spot that you're going to sell it and then you can edit it later. But they haven't edited it. It's the game week. So I wonder if they forgot about it. Like, you know, whatever. So it was just weird to see that. So I got curious like further. I was like, you know, because I didn't know those details. I went to the LSU at A&M game the week Mm -hmm. after. The highest price ticket was was $1,680 in the Prime Club, uh, which was absolutely, okay, I mean, like, you know, LSU A&M SEC game, you're in a suite. That's great. The the <laughs> UMass Texas A&M game continues to throw me off. Whatever explanation it is, it's still just ridiculous that you would put those tickets up there for that price. Like, yeah. I mean, you really could have probably put them up for like a thousand and nobody would touched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, or, or the 559 for that, nobody was going to touch it. You did not need to put it in. <laughs> I, you, I, you, do you and I bet 9,399 is so specific. I bet that with fees, it's 9999 just below the mark. Like that yeah, would have to be the it. Tent. Yeah, that, that could be it, honestly. Um, you know, that that's, that's weird. And then I, I, I looked at the LSU versus Georgia SEC championship just for comparison, because mm-hmm. I had, I needed to find tickets that were more expensive than $9,399. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, so there were some lower seats in the Mercedes Benz 
whatever dome that they they in Atlanta. There were some low level seats. There wasn't many. There was there was only like uh, six entries. It was $10,620, $11,837, and then there was three sets of mezzanine level for $15,145 for the SEC championship game. So I was just trying to find something that, that was higher than this random <laughs> UMass at A&M ticket. Uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't even get off. It's so ridiculous. I want to share with you guys a couple of the FCS games this week that are their big rivalry games. Cause this is, like I said, the last FCS week for regular season for most of the teams. So let's start with game day. The brawl of the wild is Montana versus Montana state. This one's in Bozeman. The weather in Bozeman is supposed to be absolutely gnarly. Let me see what it looks like right now. I saw that it was going to be colder in Minneapolis than it would be in Bozeman. Actually, I'm looking at it. They said Bozeman, it might be up to 28. Okay. So that's... And then the lows... Yeah, so the high in, in Minneapolis is going to be lower than what it is in Montana. So, you know, hopefully it's not too crazy cold uh, for, the, for the game day folks. But I, I again, well, I'm so, super so, excited to watch this. So I will say, though, that for Saturday morning, it's going to be at 2 degrees. <laughs> Reese and Kirk bundle up. Bear, I hope they give you a good coat. I, I need I, I, I want I need to see Bear in like four coats. Bear's gonna be fine. He's gonna be in one of those coats with like the the fur line hoodie. I can imagine that right he's there. He's gonna he's gonna look like the TCU frog on Katie's shirt. He's gonna have a fur like, coat on. He's gonna have a fur That's coat bear. on. Bear in his bear. fur coat. Wait, I just lost we everyone. Lose, we lost Katie. Or you lost me? No, I got you. Okay, Katie. I don't. Uh, Katie's missing. Oh no. I hit mute. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> I hit mute when I was talking about Joe Namath and the fur. Do y'all remember Joe Namath and the fur coat? Oh yeah. Yes, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're we're old. I want to do that one year for Halloween. I'm going to dress up as Joe Namath in the fur coat. So this is the 121st meeting of the Brawl of the Wild. Montana leads the series 73-41-5, and they play for the Great Divide Trophy. If you guys will look in the do- in the Google Doc, you can see this thing. Oh, that's huge. It's big. It's at least three feet tall. I can't find a weight. I'm waiting for that. But I want to read this little thing about it. Beginning in 2001, the team started playing for the Great Divide Trophy. The trophy was created to resemble Bear Mountain, which can be seen off in the distance. The mountain sits on the Continental Divide, the heart and soul of Montana. The victorious team displays the trophy in their campus the following year. The Bobcats and Grizzlies will battle for this throughout the century. The team with the most wins during the 21st century will keep the trophy permanently following the 2100 game. So this is planned to go through the year 2100 and then they will keep the trophy. Ooh, that's planning. I, I don't <sighs> think who knows if college football will exist in a hundred years. Who knows? Like that's, that is such an insane level of planning. But again, these teams have played for 120 already. So it, looks, I mean, it makes sense that it's just going to be there again. Honestly, it just from how they're carrying it, it looks like there's like four or five, maybe six players trying to carry this trophy. We need to get the weight because, I mean, our current one that we have a technical weight is the golden boot at 200 pounds. I feel like this could challenge it. No, I no, no, like no, no. I, I, don't, I don't like it. It's the cannon. The Fremont cannon's the real heavy boy. Okay. but It depends if you want to call that a trophy or not. Can we define it as something that, they carry on the field because nobody's carrying the Fremont cannon. They carry the Purdue cannon. 
Well, yes, of course. But you is that the perfect. little one? Look at my little yes. cannon! Oh, look at my little cannon! <laughs> it is perfectly <laughs> normal <laughs> sized cannon. That's <laughs> what they say. It's like a handgun. It's not a cannon. It's a handgun. No, I've seen bigger handguns. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think revolvers bigger than that. I was gonna say you do live in Texas, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> I probably, I probably saw someone walking around with one. Yeah, I can't find the way. Once I get the weight, I will update everyone. We also have the rivalry, the oldest one in college football, Lehigh Lafayette. This is the 158th meeting of this rivalry. This is the old man. We also have the military classic of the South, Citadel versus the Virginia Military Academy Institute, sorry, VMI. The yeah. 78th meeting there. And then in the big sky, guys, we got Battle of the Domes. Oh, yeah. Idaho um, and Idaho State. I've I've heard a rumor, which they mentioned this earlier in the year. I was thinking about potentially flying up to, to Pocatello for this game. I was thinking about it earlier in the year. But, you know, again, had some family life. Yeah. Positive family news delayed my traveling here. But there is a rumored trophy of the return of the King Spud. <laughs> Ooh, because the one they have right now for this one's kind of lame. Like, they have a trophy for this, and it's kind of lame. Let me find it. It's all... It, the problem is, is it... Oh, I typed in Battle of the Dome, and I got things for a show called Battle Dome, which has a bunch of half-naked people. I've never seen this series before. Idaho football. So there is this trophy, which it, it is basically a giant potato with a crown on it. That mm. may be making a return. So, it's like a fancy Oh my Mr. god, it's amazing. Yes. If Coach Eck and them win it, we're, we're going to have to ask Coach Eck to, to weigh it. Yes, absolutely. God, that's beautiful. Oh my goodness. It is a fancy Mr. Potato Head. I kind of mm-hmm. love this. Yeah. It, it, does, it does have some very scary-ass energy, I won't lie. Yeah. Just, also this weekend, if you want to talk about an expensive ticket to get, the game is also this weekend. That is Harvard and Yale. Mm. I, I will say, since we talked about ticket prices there, the highest price of Arkansas State at, at Texas State, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it it is higher than than the Yale Harvard ticket. The four hundred forty six dollars mark, yeah, they they didn't even meet that. I, I thought for sure that the tickets would be much higher for the game between Yale and and Harvard. But how much? Do you know how much it is to get in the door of this game? Like what the cheap price is to get in the door? Uh, a, a lot more expensive, of course. Two hundred. This one's always expensive to get into because this is the one the Albi alums want to go to. Mr. Burns will be there. Yes, he will. <laughs> why did this? Why did those Harvard boys even show up this time? I don't know. They barely beat us. Can we get excited about UC Davis at Sacramento State? Honestly, the sure. way UC Davis is playing lately, I know Sacramento State is undefeated. They're they're likely rolling into the FCS playoffs, maybe a one or two seed depending on how Montana State does this weekend in the Brawl of the Wild. UC Davis may have something for them. They Coach- beat the ever-loving tar out of Idaho, and I did that's not it. see that coming. UC Davis is on fire. That That's Coach Dan Hawkins, right? Yes. Yeah, the UC Davis Aggies. Yes, that, I knew that. Uh, another one of the oldest games is also being played this week, the 133rd meeting of Richmond and William & Mary. Ooh. Richmond leads the series 64, 63 and five. So this is a very close wow. one as well. So a lot That's... of, a lot of like big old games this week. Some good stuff. So, I mean, I, FCS tends to end a week early. So FCS ending early for that because they, they have the playoff coming. Right. The FBS ones still don't feel right, but the FCS no. ones definitely do. Okay. I think we have covered a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a lot of everything. Oh yeah. Katie, 
You got anything else on your heart? No, I'm good. Kamish, what you got? No, again, just want to send love to to Charlottesville and, and Virginia. We wish you all the best. Just just such a tragic event, and the committee uh, again, just really at a loss for words. Just just so incredibly sad. Also, shout out Virginia Tech for doing the the Hokies for Who's thing that they did. Yeah. That was that was something incredible, and just such a heartbreaking event. Well, folks, have a good week twelve, and we will see you on the other side.